Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. You better not try standing my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Guys Without Jobs, where we teach you how to become unemployable. <laughs> my name is john and i'm joined tonight by my good friend lonnie what's going on man hey man yeah we yeah i, look, I don't like that beginning either <laughs> you said it last week I, I'm, I'm just gonna try to like come up with something each week that you don't like equally well that that's one thing man like um hello everybody by the way and hello john uh that's one thing that i i don't like professing to do even if like if somebody listens to us or watches me or watches you or whatever and they pick something up that they can use that's great you know that's fantastic but i don't ever want to be a teacher we're gonna right. we're gonna teach you i don't want to be that guy because mainly because being a teacher comes with some kind of uh responsibility and the last thing in the world i need from this stuff is any kind of added responsibility to my life so but hello. It, it was it was still a joke though. Just you know, I, yeah. Why would we ever want to teach somebody how to be no. unemployable? Does make sense? Mm, I, I mean, being uh, un being uh, I, I think if you just work for yourself for like maybe six months to a year, I think you just become unemployable. That's the nature of yeah. it. Yeah. Because who the who the heck wants to go back to a job after they don't have a job? I don't. I would not do well with a boss. My first day on the job, they'd say, go do this. And I'd say, but what if we did it this way? Wouldn't that be better? <laughs> and they'd say, shut up and do your job. Or, or like you go in on Tuesday and you goof off, right? And then you goof off, you do kind of a slack-ass job, and you make $20 an hour, right? And then the next day, you go in and you bust tail, you're selling stuff, you're reorganizing, you're coming up with new processes, I mean, you are an all-star employee and you make $20 an hour. <laughs> you know, that's the part. Right. That is the part where I can't deal with that. Like, if I come out to the shed and I put in lackluster effort, I don't make as much money. If I put in all-star effort, I make a lot more money. I like that. Yep. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm kind of agitated, apparently. I didn't mean to come in all agitated. Well, I think I just got you going with my weird intro yeah i don't well, like that he doesn't know these intros that i'm going to do each week guys i just throw them on him so he you get the genuine reaction and yeah, if you that, guys want to throw any funny intros my way feel free to send it to me i'd love to use them our email address is guys without jobs at gmail.com and i don't think lonnie has the login do you check the email i don't uh, i think you gave me the password but i don't know where it is now I don't, I don't. <laughs> there you go so lonnie won't see it i don't <laughs> just check email my to me Dude, I don't check my own email. <laughs> oh man, I I've, um, I showed I was showing something on a video today about like the coupon thing, the shipping yeah. stuff or whatever, and uh, I flashed my unread message total on eBay, which I, I need to be more careful. My my eBay unread message total. Want to guess what it is? How long does it go back to? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm going to say 250. No, it's 386. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But are those all from are those all from users or some of those just like stupid eBay messages? Yeah, like it's I think it's both. I think it's like some user stuff, but a lot of times I'll see I'll see like messages come in and I, I won't even have to read them. Like I'll see like an alert or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I won't even open the message. That's why on my like like on my text messages it shows that I haven't read any of them, but I've read all of them. Because I see the alert come in, and I just never, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I never tap on it. But yeah. That makes sense. So, yeah, be careful what you So, what did you buy with your eBay coupon? Uh, I bought, okay, for $150, all right, because I have two stores. And there were there were double coupons this month. <laughs> this sounds like a grocery store or something. <laughs> but, uh, dude, Putting for the coupons, it got double points. Right. <laughs> for $150, I got... 100 12 and a half by 12 and a half those resizable boxes they, they pretty much i think fit lps they're like the lp mm -hmm. similar to yeah. lp boxes 100 of those and then i got 200 of the large poly mailers poly bags you know what i'm talking about yeah that's it 150 bucks why did you get why did you get those boxes uh because i don't have any it's 12 and a half by 12 and a half what's the third dimension Oh, uh, well, it's sizable. Like, depends on how you fold it. Huh, I don't know if I've seen that box. Yeah, it, it looks pretty cool. Like, my plan is not to you. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm going to send my vinyl to you still. That's what you're worried about. <laughs> I'm going to probably use it for, like, <laughs> John's like, what'd you get that for? Yeah, you sell vinyl? You sell vinyl? <laughs> yeah, I'm specializing in vinyl now. It changed my mind. No, uh, it's really good for books and stuff, too. So Nice. And I, I do a lot of. Dude, yeah, not a lot of books. I do a pretty good bit of books and stuff. So, and then, um, yeah, the big poly bags I use. The eBay poly bags are really good. So, what do you They're get? Not cheap. They're not cheap, but you know, use that credit on something. Right. I usually just get uh, bubble mailers. I use a ton of bubble mailers. Yeah, just like the video game size, or you get like a little bigger. A little bit bigger, yeah. Yeah, There's a variety of things in there. Their stuff is so expensive, though, man. It's like so fake. Like the the real price of that stuff should be about half. Yeah. But they but they want to like bump the price up to where it makes it look look you're getting fifty dollars or you're getting a right. hundred. You know, like just just to make it sound like you're getting more for your money. But whatever, yeah. we we got to play the game. Got to play the game. Yeah. What you gonna do? Not use it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had a garage sale last weekend. That I know. was interesting. I haven't watched your video yet with the uh, the body cam video. Yeah. But I saw, I, I did see it and I saw it was doing really well, it looked like so far. Yeah, so far so good. It was, uh, it was fun, but man, so much work. I have a garage sale maybe once a year and I always forget how much work it is. Like just setting up and like getting things out. Like it's, it sucks. It's not fun. It's worth it though, right? Yeah, I was happy. I mean, I got rid of a ton of stuff. I brought like seven or eight truckloads home from the storage units. And like, it's all gone now. So I'm happy. Made some good money. It was like $1,100 for the two days. So is that video number one? Can I talk uh, about yes. That? Yeah, it is uh, number one. So, so whenever I ask that, if, if you're a YouTube content creator, uh, anytime you upload a video, on your dashboard, we all checked, I think pretty much all YouTube 
content creators probably check this on your dashboard. It comes up after about an hour. It says latest video performance. <laughs> and it, it ranks your video compared to the last 10 videos you've uploaded. And it puts it either like one through 10. So if you, if you upload one and it goes 10 of 10 out of 10, that's a, that's a fail. That's a stinker. Yeah. Yeah. And if you upload one and John, you said it's one out of 10. Yeah. One out of 10. And by the way, that's in real time. So like, mm -hmm. even though the first hour, it might be doing really good, it might yeah. tail off and not do so good. So, I try not to check it that much. Maybe like the next day I'll look or something. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know. That'll be a better indication after 24 hours how it's really doing. I used to be a real stat, ha stat hound when it came to YouTube. I don't, I don't sweat that stuff anymore. But I do yeah. glance sometimes like – and sometimes I like – I can feel like the video, oh, this video is going to kill it. And then I look and I'm like 10 out of 10. Apparently, <laughs> apparently I – like misjudge something you know yeah but, yeah my my current video time is running out to do this on ebay that's is that a clickbait title would you say <laughs> here's the thing man i have a different <laughs> definition than clickbait than other people do because people comment on my videos and say clickbait and i'm thinking well did i deliver on what i my title was yes i did so was it clickbait i say no i ask a different question my question, question? Is, my question is simpler. It's, did you click? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I want to know. But right. yeah, time is running out to do this on eBay. That's not a bad title, huh? It's pretty good. Yeah. Two I'm out thinking of, of a mute. There's a Muse song called Time is Running Out. <laughs> you ever listen to Muse? Yeah. Yeah. I, I haven't listened to him in a while, but yeah, it's pretty... Uh, it's some, um, when did you, when did you upload your time is running out video? Mm, not too long ago. A couple hours ago, I think. Uh, yeah. Two give hours it time. Ago. It could, it could do better overnight, but it's two out of 10. I'm ha I'm happy with that. Oh, two. I thought you said 10. No, no, no. Two. Oh, no, it's, two it's, is good. Yeah. That's terrific. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a great title because time is running out. Oh my gosh. I better not wait till later to click that because no, if time's running out now right because if time is running out and i don't know what it is and i wait till later it might be too late then at that yeah. point so it sets like a time limit so just wait till you see a video on my channel tomorrow called you don't have much time left <laughs> to do <this> on eBay. <laughs> yeah, we need to start working the time angle on the titles huh yeah oh clock is ticking. time is not on your side <laughs> clock is ticking <laughs> Your time is almost up. Mm, TikTok, yo, do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's life as a YouTube creator. There, <laughs> we got to give them a little behind the scenes, John. You know, on this yeah, show. show them how the sausage is made. Yeah, that's always mm -hmm. such a weird way to put it, huh? How that's how yeah, the that's the cliche. Yeah, don't eat your own dog food. Is that what, I think I've heard that. What? One too. I haven't heard that one. Or eating your own dog food. Yeah, like somebody works at the dog food plant and eat their own dog food. Or I, I can't remember exactly the context that's supposed to make sense in. Somebody in the uh, comments below will will talk about the eat your own dog food. I think that's what it's called. If you didn't just make that up, I didn't. I think you just like made it up. Just like the "Who are the people in your neighborhood?" That was a Sesame Street song that everybody knows except you. I see. So 
Well, you're about 25 years older than I am, so I don't oh, get all on, your dude. references. I'm not, I'm, uh, let's see. I am 46, and John is, I think you're 33 or two? 35. Oh, I five. Yeah. Yikes. Okay. I feel 55. Do you? Some days. I feel, I feel young. I, I believe I feel younger than I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's a good thing. Yeah. Not physically maybe, but like mental, mentally and probably emotionally, I feel a lot younger than I am. (laughs) We got a question I wanted to talk about, and I think it's a good topic. Um, This is from, Ken Green, it's not a voice message. He sent this to our email address, guyswithoutjobs at gmail.com. He says, great show, guys. You guys are pros. Thank you, Ken. He's mostly probably talking about me. Uh, Can you talk about what it was like profiting your first $1,500 monthly consistently? Thanks for the show, Ken in Pennsylvania. I don't understand what it was like. Yeah, so I think I found about this a lot, actually. I give it a lot of thought. And this is the first you've heard this question. So you can be thinking a little bit while I'm talking. But I think he's talking about either selling part-time or full-time and like to where you were consistently hitting a benchmark every month where you were like, okay, this is a viable income. This is mm-hmm. a good money maker. And like I'm, I'm hitting these benchmarks. Um, I can't remember specifically when I was hitting $1,500 a month consistently um, I think my average right now is around seven or eight thousand a month gross. Some months I'll hit ten, you know, I think eleven thousand was like my best month, but then some months I'll hit five or six if I kind of slack a little bit. And I've been reselling full time almost seven years. And I, I I know I was doing over a thousand a month pretty consistently, even when I was part time. And I just kind of got to thinking about like at what point did I realize I could do this full time like this, like I don't need an actual (laughs) job. Like I could just do this. And you know what I mean? Like when it really kind of clicked. And for me personally, I sold so much sporting goods. Like that was my main thing for the longest time. I was, I was like the main supplier for plating and sports, just bringing them Mm. all kinds of stuff. But I was so pigeonholed in the sporting goods. And I think it was really when I started to, branch out and do electronics and a lot of other things and really take eBay seriously that I was like, okay, I I can do this. Like this can be my thing. Mm. Well, I, I would say that uh, unfortunately for me, the first time I realized I could consistently make hit a benchmark that I would consider a good full-time income um, was substantially after I started reselling full-time unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately i had a little bit of money to back me up you know so it wasn't like a situation where i had to make that money right away but um, yeah i i think the my, my my thoughts about what i could do and what i actually produced were way off like i was much more confident than i should have been you know which is okay which is actually kind of cool but and good because it that uh what do you call that when you uh not you're not like false confidence or are dis not disillusioned i can't i don't i can't think of what the word i'm trying to but yeah my my ignorance of the situation is what caused me to go ahead and quit my job that i hated 
and start reselling full time, even though I had no business doing it. None. Like, <laughs> and, and honestly, like for the first year, it was kind of in flux whether I was going to be able to continue to do it or not. You know, if you look at some of my old videos, uh, you could probably see evidence of that in the stuff that I was picking up and how much I was selling and stuff like that. Cause I was like, when I first started YouTube, I wasn't doing a very good job reselling. So, um, but I don't know, like, what is the question exactly? Like, what was that? What did it feel like or something or what? Like, I think so. Like, just like, what do you remember about personally, the way I, I view the question of like, when you hit a certain plateau mm -hmm. of your full-time reselling, like, what do you remember about that? And like, uh, okay. it really stood out. Like, that's kind of yeah. how I, I took it. Like, cause when I first started, man, there was no guarantee that I was going to sell three or even $4,000 a month. Yeah. And it was, it was kind of gross. Yeah, right. And I'm talking gross. Yeah. Dude. And you know, like take home or net or whatever, that, that could be half depending on what your margins are on that particular right. stuff. So um, at first it was not easy. And there was some question of whether I could even continue, you know, and uh, kind of struggled through it and figured it out. And now I'm pretty confident that I can continue. So, Do you remember somewhere along the way where it just kind of like clicked with you, like a light came on and you're like, I got this. Like now I really feel comfortable and confident that I know what I'm doing. I, I think, I think the, the light bulb moment for me was when I, I made a buy and it wasn't, unfortunately it wasn't that long ago. It was maybe two years ago. I made a pretty good sized buy of some, a bunch of like sporting goods and uh, outdoors type, uh, outdoor type stuff. Right. I remember that buy. And it was one of my larger buys. Like I kept having to go back to the cash machine. I spent a, I spent like a thousand dollars over a thousand. And I mean, like at that point for me to spend a thousand, it would make my heart just start pounding. Like, and make me yeah. kind of like cold sweat. Like, Oh my God, what am I doing? You know? And, um, and then, like at that point I kind of realized, okay, I need to think bigger. I need to work harder. I need to be willing to take a lot more chances, spend a lot more money and really put myself on the line, put, put myself and my money and everything on the line and just work harder. Like I wasn't working hard enough at first. I don't think, you know, and I've, I've kind of, I've turned that around a few years ago when I first started, dude, I was kind of lazy to be honest. I, I, and I think I picked up, I don't, I don't know why, but I think I was kind of disillusioned about how much effort this whole thing was going to take. You know? Yeah. I've had a lot of jobs in my lifetime and I work harder at reselling mm -hmm. than I did at any other job. Yep. It's definitely not easy. It's not easy work, no. but I love it. And it never, ever feels like work. And I can say every single day I wake up and I'm like, I cannot wait to get in the warehouse. Like I'm excited like to get this going, like, let's start mm -hmm. this day. Let's get this stuff going. Like I really enjoy it. And I feel like to be a full-time reseller, you need a good mix of confidence and fear. And capital. <laughs> yeah, capital. That's a whole other thing. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. no, like you need to be confident in what you're doing. <laughs> like, you know, the sky can't always be falling, but at the same time, you need mm -hmm. to have like an internal drive of like, yeah, I don't know what next month brings. I better right. like work hard today and make money today and just keep doing that every single day. Cause you, you know, you don't have a guaranteed paycheck. What you put into it is what you get out of it. So you've got to have just 
I don't know if it's fear is a good word, but I don't tiny feel, bit. I, I don't feel that way though. Like really? Yeah. Like when you, when you say you're like, I assume I'm more optimistic than you. And I'm, I'm, we, I think we both know this, right? Yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd say you're probably more cautious, more like, I jump into things a little quicker than maybe I should, you know, and I end up in some bad spots sometimes and sometimes I don't, but um, I'm not like, I always assume that tomorrow is going to be better than today. And I always have. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, you don't feel that way. Do you feel like tomorrow's <sighs> sometimes I guess I'm very much of like my mindset is what can I control? Yeah. I can't control what tomorrow will bring for sure. I can control how many items I'll list. I can control how fast I'll ship my uh, out my items. I can control how many garage sales I go to. You can you do know, that I tomorrow can... too. Yeah, but daycare could close again tomorrow. Oh, well. I can't control that. Quit having all those kids. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know what I mean? I right, could contract yeah. COVID-19 tomorrow. I don't, you know, I can do a lot of things to help prevent that, but I definitely can't control it. Yeah, okay. I mean... I, I guess it doesn't really matter how you how you approach the situation as long as you get to the same place. I mean, yeah, exactly. Both, it doesn't we, matter. Yeah, there's we both work our butts to, off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was a good question, kind of interesting. And you know, anybody watching or listening to this, feel free to leave a comment. You know, let us kind of know what your aha moment was or your light bulb moment where you kind of reached the plateau of reselling and just kind of felt like you really had a good handle. There, dude, there are like, I'll tell you, like the biggest thing I learned kind of early on, there's another time, and you probably remember this too, like, cause I, I was always like a penny, nickel and dime kind of guy for the first couple of years. And then I started like looking for the big deals and the big deals, in my opinion, like a big deal or two or three, that's what can take you from this level to the next level and you can stay there. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not talking about just a, a quick come up. I'm talking about like it bring you there and it, you can stay there because now you have capital, confidence, experience, et cetera. Right. And I like a key one for me was, do you remember when I bought the $500 worth of Mary Kay? I do. Yeah. That was a big deal for me. Yeah. Cause you know, cause it like worked out. I, I got it listed. It was a little nerve nerve wracking, you know, and I made, made some good money and that those kind of, I mean, you've had deals like that too, not just the CD deal. Like, you know, and you, you kind of started differently than I did too. Cause at that point you had a brick and mortar business and employees and stuff. So you went all in. Yeah. I had a really strange path. <laughs> I've had a strange path of reselling. I only sold, uh, I only was a full-time reseller for one year until I was like, oh, I'm going to start my online auction business. Right. So that was <laughs> totally different way than most people go. Maybe you're a little more optimistic than I give you credit for. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Well, I'm telling you, man, when I ran that thing, especially when I started, I worked 24-7. I did, like, that's I all I did was work. I, I, I slept maybe four hours, five hours a night. Then mm -hmm. I just, I worked constantly. Like, I, I thought I put in 80 to 90 hours a week for the first six months of running that business, so... Just because, I mean, you know, I had bills to pay. <laughs> and the first few auctions weren't bringing any money hardly because I didn't have any customers. So I had to start it with something. God, I bet that was, that had to be so scary. 
Yeah. And well, what other thing I was doing is my reselling was funding the business and it was my income. So the business for the first while was just like, all right, this is going to lose money, but I can actually put things on eBay and sell and do all this and make money. So it was, it was a really tricky balance. For a and, while. and you'd always kind of feel, I can tell you, it always kind of feel like you were kind of cheating on your own business. Yeah. When it, whenever you would make the decision, okay, I got to sell this on eBay. Yeah. Right. Like I remember you were like, yeah, I do this here or there eBay. I'll get 50% more money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause with my online auction, I was a firm believer in starting everything at a dollar, no reserves. Mm -hmm because I want it to be a true auction and I want the winning bidder, you know, to ha feel like they have gotten a deal on that, you know, because if you put a reserve on it, it's like, it's just like eBay items. Like when people see a reserve, they don't bid. And when it's, it's a high bid to start, you don't get action. The idea is to have it at a low starting bid. You get a lot of people bidding back and forth and mm -hmm. then drives the price. But obviously there's a lot of risk involved in that. I mean, I put on a, a Nintendo with games on my website, like week two, week three, I had like, hundred bidders i think it sold for like nine dollars how much like nine bucks it was real cheap but that's how you get those customers that keep coming back and they create loyal oh i got this deal and then they start telling other people it might have told might have told a few other people man can you believe this deal i got yeah you know like if it's not a reseller especially if like right. somebody that just got it for themselves you know they tell their buddies and their buddies tell buddies or whatever yeah yep it I'll sucks when it happens though and it, it was yeah. It was yeah. yours. It was your. It was mine. Yeah. Oh yeah. The first like four months, I didn't have a consigner. I mean, everything was all mine. Oh man. Like I would go out and find stuff, and yeah. Wow, that takes a that takes a set to do that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. And you know what? I did a little while ago. I'm I'm going to change it. I'm going to shift gears real quick, and then you can take it where you want to. Uh, Candace uh, is the weirdest thing. We're sitting there eating dinner, and Candace said, you know who's playing on December 27th? And I said, who? She said, Joe Burrow. What? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Cincinnati Bengals are playing at Houston on December 27th. No way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I didn't think, she, like, why do you care? But she said, I, she said let's go. She said, let's go to that game. I'm like, all right. So we bought we bought tickets to that game. Cincinnati oh, versus that's Houston. cool, man. <laughs> I bought them about an hour ago. 50-yard line, high up, though. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pay big, big bucks for it. But it wasn't cheap. It was like 80 bucks a ticket. So. Now, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you had to put a percentage on it, what percentage do you think that you'll actually be able to go to that game that fans will be allowed to attend? I don't know. I mean, there was a thing where you had to click OK before you bought the tickets. To what was what did it say? I didn't read the. I didn't read it very closely. <laughs> <laughs> I just clicked OK. I didn't read what I was agreeing to. It was blah blah blah. To COVID. Actually, contract COVID. You we will contract it. So we're gonna ingest you with a needle <laughs> just so that you can't sue it. Like <laughs> I should have read it a little closer, but I'm sure it had something to do with uh, game might be rescheduled or right, blah blah yeah. blah whatever. <laughs> I should have read it closer. <laughs> but yeah, what are the chances it'll be played? Uh probably not that great, honestly. <laughs> not I think it'll not, be played, but the chances of fans being allowed to attend. Oh. Uh, in December, I think in December I think there will be games we can go to. But the whole schedule. There'll be games. 
will you be allowed to attend? Like baseball is supposed to start mm-hmm. up in three weeks. Um, but yeah, well, obviously no fans. Yeah, I don't know. People are, uh, you know, cases are up right now, which is kind of to be expected, I guess. You know, as things are opening up, there's going to be more right. cases. So, makes sense to me. Yeah, me too. Hospitals so aren't shift, full yet. Right. <laughs> as far as I know. I'll shift a little bit. I did a video the other day. Somebody asked me a question about like how early I get to garage sales. Mm-hmm. So I talked about early birds at garage sales and I got this comment. I got to read it. It's so funny. It's from Mac L. Sorry. I believe early birds should be shot. Yeah. I, re- sight. I responded to that comment. You did. I've got your response right here. <laughs> he says, I believe early birds should be shot on site. Everyone knows the rules. The sale starts at 8 a.m. By showing up one to two hours early, you're saying the hell with everyone else. <laughs> I'm special. And I don't have to follow the rules. <laughs> and you said, I think there was a rule about shooting people too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be a, that might be against the rules too. <laughs> I'm able to delete comments on my videos, but sometimes I'm just like, you know, I'm just going to leave it up and see what Let happens one, and see what people reply. Yeah. Let that one sit there, huh? Let it sit there. Reply to that comment or just me? Somebody else said, I completely disagree with this statement. When the average person puts up an advertisement, they're having a yard sale. They simply put a time for general reference purposes, only unless they state no early birds. Now, with that said, I believe anyone's having garage sales intentionally looking to sell stuff and make money. That's why they want me to sell stuff. I show up at seven thirty. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I show up. John is 30, early bird. Thirty minutes. Thirty minutes is the earliest I'll get to a sale. I don't get any. You know, no more than that. And if it looks like they're set up and ready to go, you know, I'll get out of my car and I'll say, am I too early? That's what I always ask. Am I too early? I know. I've heard you say that a bunch of times. Like uh, yeah. And, and nine times out of 10, they're like, no, come buy my stuff. Or more. What, I mean, I doing here. How often? I mean, like, I don't think you even get turned down one out of 10 times. Every once in a while I do. I have people turn me away. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's two ways to get good stuff at garage sales. Number one is to be like like part time pickers, you know. I want to be the first one there, not the last one there. Yep. <laughs> that's a that's like the num like because there's a list of stuff that everybody knows is worth yep. money, and that stuff is only going to be there at the very beginning of the sale unless it's price crazy, and then after that, now you got to reach into that old noggin and experience and all that and start to get creative and you know, yeah, buying thirty. 30 uh, straw hats and stuff, you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, being the first one there, that's how you get like those, those fines that people post in the Facebook groups and other people are jealous of. That's how you get that. John, I'll mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to talk about how like you're a horrible early bird. Well, I'm not yeah. as bad anymore. I mean, before I had kids and, you know, I had to responsibilities in the morning, I able to wake up at like five and like, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, which one am I getting to? And I would get there 30 minutes early and I would be playing it all out. Now it's like, I get out the door, you know, when the kids let me get out the door and, you know, 
if I get there early, great. That's so when y'all have goal. another kid. Y'all gonna have another kid soon. <laughs> this is neither the place nor the time <laughs> to speak of that one. Um, I think what I was gonna say, you've heard of the law of diminishing returns, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. That's it applies to garage sales. I, I live my okay. whole life based on the law of diminishing. <laughs> I, I, I apply I apply the law of diminishing returns way too often. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it'll ride. It don't matter that much. It'll, it's fine. Good enough. They used to call like when I was in the guard, I was I was usually in some kind of supervisory role, and they would call me Sergeant Good Enough. Some of my guys. seriously, <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't. You know. Um, that's all right. Yeah. So it applies to garage sales. So. I mean, it is a direct correlation. If you made a chart, the early the, the earlier you get to garage sales, the better your stuff is going to be. And as the day goes on, you know, so like eight o'clock, you're getting great stuff. Nine o'clock, not quite as good. Ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, you know, right. stuff's gone. And that's that's what it is. You know, at the end of the day, there's it's slim pickings. There's not much left. Especially if you're a noob. Right, and you don't know a lot. And you of don't the know everything, yeah. or, or you're not creatively thinking and thinking. Yep. Oh, I can take buy that, even though it's not great. I can buy it and bundle it, and you mm-hmm. know, like you don't have all those kind of things going for you. You're totally yep. noob. Yeah, you got to get there. You got to get out there. Yeah, but uh, man, I'm so lucky. Cincinnati garage sales are fantastic, and I've got so little competition. It's it's really kind of appalling to be honest like <laughs> i i know what my competition is like and i'm not talking about the youtubers ben ready set resale is incredibly intelligent that guy knows his stuff and when i see him leave a garage sale i can be like he probably picked the he probably picked the stuff because I, I know he's very smart um shad you juice really has a channel i really do i swear to you, you i know the guy he's a friend of mine shad juice is a buddy his name's mike he has a channel too he picks really good stuff i don't run into him a lot they're on a different side of town i just don't see him that often on my like, side of town, I know who my competition is. I see them all the time. Huh? And when they leave a sale, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait to see what they left there. I'm so excited because they, to be honest, they don't know what they're doing. They're very small-minded. They're, you know, they're <laughs> pigeonholed. They're looking for like one or two things. And then that good. they just like block everything else out. It's crazy. Good friend so of like, yours? So like I just sweep all this stuff out. What? Good friend of yours, eh? Yeah, they're, they're real good friends. <laughs> No, but you you know what you, you know why I got a little defensive there is because uh, when we the first time we went to Tennessee and met there, uh, I remember going down one one row in particular, and I came back and I, and I was like, "There's nothing there." Kind of like kind of like don't go down that don't go down that way. You'll be wasting your time. I didn't see anything. John goes down that way. All these tables and whatnot, and then five minutes later. He's like, hey, can y'all help me carry this? Like, he's got <laughs> both his arms are full, and like, we're helping him like carry some of the crap. I'm like, oh, that's the way I told you there wasn't anything there. And look at you now. <laughs> I feel like the most recent trip we took when we did the 127 sale, that's how Kevin was. Yeah. Kevin, the Tennessee picker, was with us, and he bought just everything in sight. I think, I honestly think he picked laps around us like he he just picked circles around us that that trip he was he was buying anything and everything and he was just just killing it that guy i've picked with him now on four i think it's four different occasions and each time was like two or three days like the whole day and i've seen the guy pick 
and he's getting stronger. Think, yeah, he's getting stronger. I think he's the best picker I've ever seen. I really do. Really? Name one better. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's some some old dude somewhere. But I'm saying that you have personally like witnessed. Let me think. I don't know. It's hard to say. I've gotten so lazy with my guy supplying me with with stuff that I don't even like. I don't want to make excuses, but I don't even really try that hard. I don't wake up that early and, you know, all that. So, uh, no, Kevin's really good though. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt. And you know what he's, you know what he knows, he knows all the toys and all the video games and all the, all the like super detailed information about different niches. Yeah. You know? And I, like the dinosaur stuff that he picked that day. Yeah that I walked right by to go look at like a DVD combo unit or something. Yep. I walked by $500 worth of stuff to go look at something that was worth maybe 50, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Kevin knows his stuff, man. I mean, I, I've been picking so long. I do consider myself to be a good picker. I'm pretty confident in my Mm -hmm. picking abilities. Kevin is a great picker. Yeah. So I like watching his videos. I like seeing what he finds. I like seeing what little details he wants to share about what it is that he's selling um yeah i mean and that's the name of the game i feel like just finding knowledgeable people on youtube to watch and learn from so yeah if you guys i mean we've talked about kevin before but i honestly can't talk about him enough so i'm going to put his channel in the link below for the he's been doing a bunch more videos lately too yeah he's been working hard yeah 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 and you you know what's the picking is the picking is really important of course because you have to have good product coming in and that keeps your margins right, you know, as far as negotiating and all that kind of stuff. That part is important, but the longer you do this thing, the less picking is usually not the bottleneck to making money. You know? Yeah. Like it, usually it's going to be something else, listing, shipping, et cetera. For me, the bottlenecks lie around the listing and shipping <coughs> portion more than the picking, you know? But, uh, well, yeah, especially now because you've got your guy just supplying you with great inventory. Yeah, although I have got, dude, I've gotten a lot better at listing. I used to not be that great at listing, but I, I mean, this this past month, I listed and listed and listed, and like I was. Extremely... You've been busting it, man. Yeah, and I'm ready to take my foot off the gas for about a month. And I, I don't mean like quit, you know, like go on vacation or anything, but I just mean like maybe go half speed. <laughs> you know like I, until your guy calls you with another a lot of thousand funko pops oh god dude like i would take it right now if i would take a thousand funko pops but, um, i would list them slowly though i would probably list 25 a day yeah or, or maybe i would make it to where it lasted a month you know instead of two weeks <laughs> or yeah the last time i did three weeks <laughs> hey guys you think i can sell seven thousand pops in four hours let's go well the the thing is is that my viewers buy a lot of stuff from me so you factor that like they buy everything like my, my store i i have like less than 400 items in my main ebay store right now they bought it all it's it's like it's like a freaking wasteland there's tumbleweeds and and stuff in my store like i don't even look i look like a hobby seller 
Yeah. If somebody, if somebody looked at my eBay store right now, they go, oh, this guy's got a cool hobby. You want to know <laughs> what my active listings are for my store? Yeah, what, what you got? 337. Wow. But you're doing, but you see, here's the thing. I mean, you're doing all these in-person sales. Like every day you've been like meeting somebody, right? At the storage units, yeah. I'm trying to move the rest of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've crossed the $20,000 mark on those. I would love sales. I ought to go look at your store right now and find your best item <laughs> and see what it is. Probably a yearbook. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your store? LWI Found. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's not great. I'm so, I kind of put you on the spot for a podcast, and I'm sorry. You did, man. There's a lot of ho-hum items. Do you have a Magnum PI shirt in your store? Nope, not me. Oh. Okay. I'll look at this later. Everybody go buy something from Cincinnati Picker. Get them below 300. <laughs> it won't take much. A couple sales, I'll be under 300. It's like, who is this guy? This guy's a joke. Uh, yeah, we look like a couple of hobby sellers. Yeah, pretty much. You know, <laughs> we sell we sell on the weekends basically <laughs> uh, i used to be i mean not not that long in the past i was focused on my active sales and now it's like you know what i don't care what my active items are like my my yeah. sold my sell-through rate and what my sold items are is what i care about so yeah 90 days it's kind of low right now it's 627 but yeah i like that to be up around 900 I'm coming off my best 90 day work ever right now. I've got 400. I'm sorry. I've got 402 active listings and I've got 1,362 sold. <laughs> 1,362. Yeah. Sold in 90. And it so feels like it's at 12 items a day average. Yeah. And, and actually the, like the first month, it was like a slow month. <laughs> so it's it is like dude i've been it's more than 12 it's like 13 or 14 average a day that's not how it's been like the bulk of that yeah has been in the past front. 30 days yeah like it's way like i am i'm broken like every day <laughs> every day i'm like pulling like three four ikea bags into the post and i know i'm i sound like i'm crying about it <laughs> which is dumb. right <laughs> but that's that's been my life every day. I come in and pack stuff for three or four hours before I can do it. So you've been else. going to this different post office you talked about. You're going to this rural mm -hmm. post office. Yep. Do they know you now and they see you and they're rolling their eyes like son of No. They're very they're very nice. And I, I need to I need to do something uh to keep that going. I need to bring them something, huh? Yeah, I try to do it two or three times a year because my the people at my post office are just rock stars. Like they're always happy to see me. They always help. Like they're just great and I love going there. So like two, three times a year, I have thank you cards and I'll write a little message like thank you for all your hard work and then I'll put in like a $10 McDonald's card, something like that for each, each one of them. And there's like, you know, four regulars or something like that. This, this post office I've been going to is way different. There's only two windows and they have like a couple of people uh, that work, but man, they're real, they're real diligent about like if they're ends up being a couple of people first of all they're fast mm -hmm. but there ends up the line ends up getting kind of long they're real good about calling back and somebody else comes up mans that other window knocks the line down nice they go back to what you know like, that's awesome 
no, they've been incredible so far. So I need to do something good for them because these these guys are great. You know their names? No. Do you know your? Do you know your? Every one of them, absolutely. They know my name too. They come in and like, hey, John. Hey, how's it going, Emma? How you doing? Wow, is it really like that? Yeah, it is. Wow. Hmm. I've got one, the one guy, um, Jamie, really nice guy. He loves baseball too. So we're always like shooting the breeze about. Do they wear, do they wear name? Like, is yeah, they have. Yeah. I don't even look. I don't even, man, that's bad. You need to step up your game. I'm going to get roasted in the comments here. That's all right. Always you are. There's a couple of people that always come in and say, you're not good. Like uh, CP. (laughs) (laughs) I I can comments on my videos sometimes like i don't know why you're friends with that lonnie guy he's such a jerk wow like, are you serious it's crazy i just i just ban him like, wait how many times I, this life. how many times is that has that happened i don't know you don't have to ban him you don't have to ban him for saying that well, yeah, maybe they're right i'm gonna stick up for you maybe but yeah but I'm, I'm okay i can handle that maybe they're right maybe you need to go find some nicer friends <laughs> I don't have time to find new friends, Lonnie. You're my friend. <laughs> okay. For better or for worse. But look, you know, marriage. you know how you run into people when you're out and about and they're like, hey, you're Cincinnati Pecker, right? Well, I was at the post office today dropping off my stuff. And I was walking out and I made a, like a, I made like a post on Instagram, which I've been doing again for the past week or so. And Somebody said, I think I just saw you leaving the post office when I walked in. Huh. It's like my people don't even like say hello to me. They're like, <laughs> I'll just comment on his Instagram later. Yeah. No big deal. I mean, golly, what, what's up with that? Yeah, they see you and they're like, uh, nah. <laughs> I'll just comment later. <laughs> I can say hi. <laughs> I'm in a hurry. I'm in a hurry. I got stuff right. to do. <laughs> He's probably going to want to talk. I don't know. Really <laughs> <so. laughs> uh, that's funny. I had an interesting situation. So I sold um, a set of four Reds bobbleheads on eBay. Mm-hmm. And they didn't buy them yet. And they messaged me and they said, hey, can we do a local pickup with this? You know, if I buy them, can I pick them up? And I'm always really careful with that because eBay uh-huh. monitors these messages. So you have to be very, very careful with what you say. So I responded and I said, yes, if you buy them on eBay, then you can pick them up in person. So he responded. He's like, yeah, let's do local pickup. So I added local pickup as an option for delivery. And he bought them, met with him yesterday. And after I left, like I gave him the stuff and then I drove away and I went to like market it shipped and eBay has this new thing now where like there's a code. So they send this code to the buyer and the seller is supposed to like scan the code or enter it manually to show that they actually received the item. And that's the only way you can market shift. Otherwise they will, it'll just stay in your, you know, your queue of needing to shift these items or whatever. So I messaged him. I said, Hey, I guess there's some kind of code. Can you send me the code? It was like a six digit code. So I went to the item and then it said, you know, put in the code and I put it in and it said, okay, this item has been received. So that's and all. I think it's pretty recent. Is that only if, if it's a local pickup? Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh. So anybody out there, if you're doing a local pickup, make sure you get your code from your buyer. Dude, I get people that ask, ask me if I can meet 
for like to pick up something like a yearbook or a belt buckle and it's like dude this is like if i just ship it to you it would cost three dollars right i would rather just ship it to you for three dollars like that's better for both of us yeah i don't want to move me and i'm talking about for like a 20 dollar item yeah so a lot of times i just say nah i just say nah i'm good i'll ship it to you though <laughs> if you want to buy it it'll get there quick because we're close <laughs> yeah I, I tell them no dude like unless it's unless it's something big that makes sense you know right I don't do too many of these. Um, I don't like that, he was man. He was close. I mean, it would have been 8 or $9 to ship. So I was like, eh, okay, whatever. Okay. That's fine. That's fair. How big and how... honestly, I think I've got a good source now because I'm buying some bobbleheads here in a few days. And I was like, hey, if you want bobbleheads, I'm going to have some more coming up. So I think you might want to buy some of them. And now I have his phone number. How much? So I can oh. just text him and I can, Ooh, yeah. I can cut eBay out of the equation without getting in trouble. Well, and it's fair because you got the information. Right. Yeah. Okay. But so yeah, does... if you ever got if you guys ever try to message people through eBay and you're trying to cut them out of getting their money, you will get in trouble. And your your account will be shut well suspended if nothing else. Like they monitor that stuff really, really closely. I've heard of too many stories, man. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like is there's a sting operation going on. I know. So, you know, like they're trying to find out if you'll uh Yeah. If you'll do it, you know, I'm like, no, I don't do any of that. Stuff. Like, I don't do any of that. Stuff. Like, <laughs> I, I have so many opportunities to make off eBay deals. Now, back in the day, I'm talking like four or five years ago. Oh man, I would, I would make, I would make off eBay deals left and <laughs> right because they weren't checking. They didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, hey man, if you meet me at the Bass Pro Shop with that thing, and then you know. I'd have yep. a blah 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 cash I'm like, okay sure well that's fine you know but now uh-uh i don't mess with any of that nope not worth it. it they make it harder to get the information too like you can still get like email addresses and stuff but it's not as easy and upfront as it used to be yeah once you make the sale once somebody buys the item they can message they can send their phone number in a message and like you can communicate that stuff back and forth and you can also see their email address too um yeah like like if you view the sales record it'll be in there yeah you know and then you can talk but yeah you're not even like i think according to ebay rules you're not even supposed to like send um like information to your like you make a sale and you send them the stuff you're not supposed to i don't think send like your email address or anything yeah I, maybe i'm wrong on that but i don't think so yeah probably not or links to your own web store and things like right. that. I'll tell you what I get a lot. I get a lot of viewers that message me on eBay and they'll find an item in the store and they'll say, Hey, you know, I love your channel and you know, I can, I can buy this, but you know, I'll, I'll buy it. If you just want to email me and sell it to me, you know, outside of eBay and save on the fees and this and that. It's like, okay, like, now I can't, now I can't even reply. Can't to even reply to it. Yep. Yep. Like I'm complicit if I reply to you. It's a, yeah. And they're, you know, they're just trying to help out. Like I get it. Like they're, they want to save me money or whatever, but it's like, I'm just going to get in trouble. Like it's, it's like, a, imagine that you're standing at the corner of a street and there's a police officer right across the street, staring right at you. And somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, look, I've got some, got some pot. I got some and, and then you reach your hand out and, yeah. you, take, and you don't take, 
that from them, but you take something from them. Yeah. The cop's going to assume you took the, yep. you know, the drugs yep. or whatever. So, yeah. <coughs> oh, geez. Oh, I had something I want to talk to you about. Shoot. I, I didn't tell you about this because I thought you might get mad at me. Oh, God. But I'm going to show you. And I want you to be really honest about your reaction here. Okay. I'm glad you waited until we were recording something live to see if I'd be mad or not. Well, I don't know if I can even find the damn thing. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm going to find it. This is, John's, this is great content for our listeners. Oh, okay. I, I bought something. I bought something the other day, and I'm going to show you. And I want you to tell me what you think. Okay. I made a down payment. Actually, this, is, this has been a, a couple down of payment? What is this? Yeah, I made a down payment on one of these. Shut up. A yeah, hundred bucks. It's only a hundred bucks. You only have to spend a hundred dollars to reserve your spot in line. So okay. You, so my first instinct is that you bought a model of that truck. <laughs> That's what Candace thought. Whenever I showed this to her, she's like, what, yeah, what you is bought that a model? Yeah. Yeah. So am uh, I right? No, I didn't buy a model. That's a, I, I made like a, you have to, Okay. For those of y'all that are just listening, I just showed him a picture of a down of a down payment on a, a Tesla Cybertruck, and all all the down payment is it reserves your spot in line. You pay a hundred bucks and it's refundable. Like if I change my mind, I can <coughs> they'll send my hundred dollars back or whatever. And um, yeah, I want a freaking Cybertruck, man. There's like over seven hundred thousand people in line for these things. Did you know that? Say it again. Over 700,000 people have put up $100 to buy, saying they want to buy a Cybertruck when they come out next year. So correct me if my math is wrong, but that's $70 million. Is my so. math right? Sounds about right. Yeah, I think so. $70 million. That's not that much, dude. God. Okay, so what's the tow capacity of that thing? It's a lot. Uh, it depends on which. They, they make three different models. They make They've a, made them already? Well, they're going to. Oh, I see. So this is a promise. Yeah. This is a promise of tow capacity, not like, oh, we've tested it and it tows this. Right. That's okay. Right. Okay. So keep going. Well, they, they make three, but they're going to make <laughs> okay. three different models. These dreams and wishes are fantastic, by the way. I love there, them. There's keep going. A one, there's a, look, you see, do, y'all, do y'all hear how agitated John has gotten all of a sudden? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. This is why I didn't tell you. Um, they're going to, they're going to make a one motor, a two motor and a three motor version. And I can't, uh, I think it's like 8,000, 12,000, 15,000, something like that. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty hefty. Interesting. Is this before or after they're going to send everybody to Mars like they wanted to do? That that's not a thing. Oh, they, they stopped doing that. That was a thing not too long ago. They're going to send everybody to Mars. They were gonna do trips, round trips, man. I, yeah, I was just, I was just trying to show you, like, no, so what it's you... cool, man. It's really cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I know it's something you're excited about, so I won't poo-poo it. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I mean, if you shoot a pistol at it, it will bounce off. It won't. <laughs> you're assuming it exists to shoot a pistol at it to begin with. Well, John, I mean, we're talking about this company has made cars. Like they have shipped cars. There are people also driving. made promises that they can't keep, and then They've, the things didn't live up to the expectations. But yeah, I like I get you're excited about it. I'm not trying to poo poo it. 
Yeah. I'm not a fan. Like I like some of the things Tesla does, but I, you know, there's a lot of things I don't like about them. This truck is pretty badass. <laughs> if you could see it and drive it, I would be with you. I, okay. I feel like there's been so many empty promises made from that company that it's like hard for me to get excited about a lot of these things. I'm sorry. Well, okay. All right. So which promise is that? When it, that they don't explode. <laughs> like there's been so many issues. I feel like with their cars. Okay. All right. I'm about to get it. Trust me, dude. I'm going to get annihilated in the comments. Like everyone will be on your side. I, I'm not. Well, no, I don't, I don't want people to be on my side or not on my side. I don't care about that. Like I, I know that like being an early adopter, like actually even like seven, you know how long it's going to take them to make 700,000 trucks? That's my anyways? other question. So yeah, have you like, it might be I'm not months. trying to poo poo at this point. I'm done with, yeah. you know, I'm done with my poo poo party. Um, what has been the production rate of like all their other cars? I'm not made? sure, but th I, I don't, th there's based on the production rate. I don't think like, I don't think I should expect a truck for a couple of years after they start making them. Have they, uh, okay. So like, let me ask you this, their previous models, I know they've made cars and SUVs each one. Have they made more than 700,000 of each one no. or have they never got? Okay. So it's no. unlikely that you'll never get it period. Right. Wait, now you've gone back. You, know, you said you weren't going to do that. I'm not poo-pooing it. I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, I'm asking a legitimate question. They've made how many, what, at least a dozen or more, you know, models of v different vehicles. Okay. Any of those models that they've ever made, have they produced more than 700? I'm not sure, but, um, okay, in 2019, quarter four of 2019, there were 92,620 Model 3s delivered. In okay, one so 360,000 a year. So you theoretically in two years, they could churn out 700,000. But that's assuming no growth. They're also building factories or they're, bu they're build building more yeah. battery factories. There's a lot going on here, man. So, I mean, if you assume, if you're assuming that they produce at the same rate that they currently produce, yeah, it'll be two years. I think it'll be like probably within a year though, in my opinion. Did Pete ever get his Tesla? I know he wanted one. I don't know. I, I don't, I have never seen him talk about it. So I'm assuming he didn't get it. Yeah. He decided not to get it is what I'm guessing. So I think he was going to get a model three. Yeah. Probably something similar to what I did where he, or, although he might've put in a little more money in, but um, yeah. It's it, going to look I good do, in front of your shed. I know that man. When it's I do look great get, in front of your shed. When I do get my cyber truck. <laughs> I'm not, you know what? When I do get my cyber truck, I might not let you ride in it now because I'm kind of mad right now. Just the name cyber truck. Oh man. Dude, they are badass. Have you seen, like, have you really looked at them? The drawing looks fantastic. They're not real, Lonnie. Lonnie, they're not dude, real. They haven't made them yet. You're talking about it. Like it's the friggin' uh, abominable snowman or something like that. Like it doesn't they're, they have it, it made does some. one exist they have made some they have made they've made one that i know of for sure okay you didn't see the one where they they're like okay now we're going to hit it with a bat <laughs> and, then, and then then they had the guy throw the, the steel ball at the window and then it broke the window it smashed the window and it wasn't supposed to you don't you don't remember that i haven't seen it yeah so it's hard for me to get excited about cars i drive a minivan i'm very much you know economical what's functional a minivan like, too dude like I'm, I'm about that too but like this tesla stuff has got me kind of like so do they give you a price like what's it gonna cost it's like it's over 50 grand oh i would have guessed over 100 
No, that's the thing. 50 is not crazy. <laughs> that's the thing, dude. Like, it's in line with what a gasoline uh, or diesel truck of yeah. that same, those same capabilities would cost. It's like in line with that. And there's a lot of, there, there's like a lot of good stuff about electric cars because I've studied this stuff, man. Like, for one thing, there's, there's no transmission, they're fast as hell, they have instant torque. There's, there's not all this stuff that wears out. You don't have to get yeah. oil changes and stuff. Uh, the brakes last forever because it's regenerative braking whenever you hit the brakes. So I, I know you're not a green. I know you don't really care about the environment that much. And you know. Oh, wow. Low blow. <laughs> Low blow. I'm excited about this, man. No, you you're should not, be, man. I'd you're not going to. You're not going to bring me down. As a matter of fact, I'm not trying to bring you down, Lonnie. You know I just you know thought it would be fun. I thought it'd be fun to poke at you a little bit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and, you know what, for Christmas this year, I'm going to do a pre-order for Cincinnati Picker for a Cybertruck. Do I'm going to give you your first $100 for your Cybertruck. Awesome. Thank you, Lonnie. I appreciate that. <laughs> and Whitney, when she gets a word of it, she'll say, refund that instantly. You're not driving. You might, you might be surprised because <clears throat> I thought Candace – I thought Candace would be like, what do you want that for? But she started looking at it and watching videos <clears> and she's like, man, this is cool. You're going to get one of these. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get one of those. She was, she's like digging it, dude. Like it that's awesome, do. man. So is it hundred percent electric? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not like, yeah, that's all yeah. it is, is electric. It's not, a I've seen a lot of places now, like they have parking spaces designated for mm -hmm. Tesla and it doesn't just say electric car. It says, tesla parking and they've got hookups to yeah. charge the vehicles like tesla has you know negotiated these things well that's the thing dude like um tesla is their battery they're improving battery capacity all the time um they're they're building their little charge stations everywhere they're, yeah. they're that's the thing like can they they're gonna have to have the infrastructure to support all these cars yeah and it ain't there right now in, in major in major population centers yeah there's plenty of them but like out here where i live like there's a lot of people here we don't have a charger place that i know of yeah you know you just got to have your own at your house right yeah you can put one in at your house but then the superchargers can charge almost 100 percent within 30 45 minutes seriously yeah that's why people want the superchargers interesting so you start what are those costs I don't I have no idea, but I mean, they put, those are the ones you see around town. Those are superchargers. Yeah. So anyways, I put, what, what do y'all think about Cincinnati Pickers denial <laughs> of the electrification of vehicles? I 100% buy into the electrification of vehicles. And I know that there are a lot of electrical vehicles that they currently exist and are real and I can go touch and drive. I, 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 I don't like being sold promises and hopes and dreams and all these things. And I know a lot of people that have tried to buy different things and have put money into Teslas and then it just, you know, fell through, fell through the holes. So what I don't you know. Mean? I, and I'm not a fan of Elon Musk personally. I really don't like Elon I, Musk. I know you don't, but what, what are you talking about exactly as far as promises go? I don't Cause I don't know what, exactly what you mean. Productions that couldn't meet to the things and like, yeah. you know, people okay. that have, you know, tried to do these things and they just couldn't do it. So, and I've heard, you it's know, hard. they were literally trying to sell, trips to mars like not that long ago and like dude all it's obviously done so it's hard to build cars man it ain't easy. i know it is i'm just saying like i'm very much of like 
I don't know. I guess I just don't trust to give like and you can get refunded. So it's not like you're going to lose your money. Well, even if I'm I don't like, it's oh, hey, yeah, Elon, go make me a car in 5 years. That's cool. Yeah, I'll I'll wait for you. Like I don't know. Like I've I've listened to interviews of the guy and like I see how he does certain things and I'm like, dude, I wouldn't give you a cent of my money. Like it just see so I don't... just don't like him. Oh, okay. I'm anti-Elon Musk. I think his I think his ego is bigger than what he's trying to do. Like I feel like his ego is going to get in the way of a lot of what he's trying to do. I feel like he's the most brilliant human being on the planet. I would agree that he's very smart, but I I sincerely worry that his ego will destroy him. Man, you sound like you're watching some kind of Star Wars flick. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like he's going to change the world. I hope he does. And I, I think, really dude, I, I really feel like his only goal is to change the world and make it better because he already has the money. Does he, because he wants to be the one that changes the world or because he sincerely. Well, yeah, no, I think he wants to be because the one. he wants to be, Oh, Elon changed it. Look at what Elon did. Well, That's that what I'm matter? saying is like, what does that matter? John? Of course it matters. Cause like if you, if you were only doing something for the attention and for the That's notoriety not the only reason, That's not the only reason, but it can be a reason. You you think but, but his why does his motivation even matter if it of makes course the world it matters. better? Mm, I don't. You don't think the ends justify the means? Like, what does it matter? Like the route you took to get there, if you got there, I don't understand. Like, if he feels good about doing it, like why do you why don't you want this guy to feel good? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got completely derailed. If anybody is still with us, we appreciate you for hanging out this long. Yeah. Let, let John. I think John wants to go back to horse and carriage. I think is. <laughs> I do want to go. I should just go. I should live in the Amish community. Honestly, I'm so old school. Okay, I changed my mind. I'm gonna buy you a saddle for uh, Christmas instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <sighs> See, I, was this a good time to talk about that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is. I think that was, was a too. good. Yeah, bring it up at the end of the show. We get a little bit of back and forth. It's fun. Yeah, I don't, I man, dude, I, I don't know if there's anything I could ever disagree with you more about than this topic. I really don't disagree I, with you. You that know much. what? You know what I Lonnie. want to do? You know what I want to do? I want to, <laughs> in five years from now, if I'm still alive and we're still friends, which I think, I think we'll, if I'm still alive, I think we'll still be friends. Of course, yeah. But if you're supposed to say you'll be alive, Lonnie, <laughs> you've been. <laughs> You're going to make it to 50, Lonnie. You're going to see 50. That's all I'm hoping for. But but I would, I really hope that your opinion of this ages really poorly. And I think it, <laughs> it will. probably will. And we'll, or, uh, or it could go the, like my opinion that people <laughs> <laughs> remember Elon Musk. Oh, you know, like it'd be interesting to look back. Yeah. A, like a DeLorean a motor company situation. Set an alarm for this. Yeah, for five okay, years. We I'm open... probably going to be the one looking like an idiot. I think of so. Of course, I'm. Of course, I'm pro electric car. Like, you, I'm you pro know, environment. I'm just. I. I don't like Elon Musk as a person. I can't get behind him. You know what I'm excited about? It's just the way that I see him working. Like, okay, he's sending stuff into space. He's doing this boring company because he basically because he hates traffic, right? And so he he, want, he has this dream where he wants to put tunnels everywhere, yeah, right? I've heard that and, scenario. And then he wants to send electric vehicles through these tunnels, right? Doesn't that not make sense? Like all this stuff that he's envisioning 
So why do the why do the vehicles need electricity if they're going through a tunnel? Wouldn't air just send them through? Huh? Well, you mean like at a bank? Like like the yeah. the thing at the bank teller? Why well, wouldn't I mean, that work? So John wants to like pressurize these tubes. I'm asking you a question. His tunnel idea. What's his science behind it? So you have to drive through the tunnel like you're hitting the brakes around each curve. Like, well, how is the vehicle commuting? Well, I'm sure it's going to be a, either autonomous or on, uh, there might be some rail thing or something, or I don't know. I have no idea, but okay. he has a really cheap way of building tunnels. Now I hear a lot of excitement in your voice and like, you're, you're really looking forward to all these ideas, but you don't have any backing behind like what's really going to like make it happen. Like it's a lot of, you know, hopes well, I know. And wishes well, and dreams. Well, no, I mean, he, like he's actually doing this stuff though, because I mean, like, okay. I don't know if you knew this or not, but he just put a couple of guys on the international space station for NASA last month and it was successful. Wow. I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't. So we've never been to space before. That was like a first thing that he did. Not as cheap. He as was he the does first, it. not as cheap as he does it. Interesting. Okay. So man, you ever watch, you ever watch part of the interruption? Um, Yes, I have. You know, Tony and Mike, they go back and the forth. The clock ran out way long ago. I promise yeah. you that. They usually well, have no, like so a like shot clock. Sometimes they just take the other side just for fun. That's what I'm trying to do. No, John is John is vehemently against Elon Musk. <clears throat> just don't get, I get the heebie-jeebies, man. I just get a really bad feel for him. Like what do you think anytime. he's going to do? Do you think he's going to use this technology for evil or something or, or what? No, like what, no. I what think, are you worried about? I don't know. You worried about don't. he's gonna feel good when he when he like when he accomplishes. I'm not worried about Elon Musk feeling good. Okay, I, I don't I'm understand. I, I don't understand what you're like. Okay, Ford Motor Company, they're in the whole five billion dollars. I think for the past <laughs> year, right? Yeah. Tesla made money last quarter, and they're projecting to maybe come close to breaking even this quarter in a quarter where they have no business breaking even through the coronavirus thing, right? Yeah. Well, they've got $70 million in pre-sales from a truck that doesn't exist. <laughs> so I would think that would do something. Dude, that is nothing. That company is worth like hundreds of billions of dollars. Actually, they, they um, I think they became the most valuable. They had a really good day today too. I think they're the most valuable automaker in the world right now. Wow. As far as like market cap. Yeah. So. I can't wait to read the comments. I'm going to look at the comments. It's like right after this is posted, because I'm sure I'll, I will get destroyed. I'm sure I'm like the one person that doesn't like Elon Musk. The, look, this, if y'all think this is staged, like this is real. Like me and John are like <laughs> We've really, been talking. I've talked to him about Elon Musk before. I'm we we talked the last time we talked was like a week ago. And I was like, I read it. I'm like, what? You don't like Elon Musk. I'm going to change your mind about Musk. I'm going to have him call you. He's going to call me. <laughs> he, you know what's, you know what he's a, you know what he's brilliant at though is marketing. Like I've seen where he'll go on small YouTube channels that have like 10,000 subscribers and he'll sit down and have a chat with them. Like young people, mm. you know, like young, yeah. like college students and stuff like that. Like he's really good at, um, at social media and stuff, you know? So, man, I want to think about what is some, okay. In the, in the, the comments below, what is something cool that I can do with my cyber truck once I get it 
that would really piss John off. <laughs> He'd pull up to my house and just do like spin outs in my front yard. No, John's going to walk outside. He's going to walk outside to check the mail or something. He's going to see an extension cord running out. <laughs> And I'll what? follow it. He's gonna be the follow it. It's going to be hooked up to somebody's Tesla. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, God. I'm going to get the city to install a supercharger right in front of your house, so you have to look at nothing but Teslas <laughs> all day. <laughs> I'll just be sitting outside drinking my coffee like, oh, damn, Tesla's everywhere. And they're bulletproof, John. You can't even shoot them. <laughs> With the guns that I totally own. Oh man. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't even know how to gracefully exit this. So Well, it was fun. This was definitely an interesting conversation. And yeah. Anybody who uh suffered through all this, we, we appreciate it and we I don't understand why you say suffer because this is good stuff in my opinion. But that's just <laughs> the Tesla conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got horse and carriage versus the future. Which one do you prefer, guys? <laughs> Look, that's that's actually I've actually heard him say that. Like, uh, it's okay. Like, even after the horse and carriage age, and you know the gasoline or internal combustion engine, you know, there's people started driving cars around. There's more horses now than there ever were before. Right now, there are more horses than there ever were before. So if you're worried about losing the gasoline cars, they'll still be there. So. Hmm. But wrap this up, John. Wrap this up. Guys, thank you for listening. Please send us your questions. You can go to twoguyswithoutjobs.com. That is T-W-O, guyswithoutjobs.com. You can send us a voice message of, uh, in the form of a question. You can email us a question at guyswithoutjobs at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And we will see you next time. You know who we ought to have on here? We ought to have Tesla Picker on here to talk about Tesla and see what, like, I think he might take my side. Think? <laughs> it's in his name. Bye, guys. Thanks for sticking around. See you guys. Bye. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. You better not try standing my way as I'm walking out the door. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more.